We all experience seasons in life that can be discouraging and stressful, but there is an excellent way to lift your spirits and gain a new perspective on a difficult situation. Join the Potaka Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church every Sunday by 5 p.m. for Hour of Inspiration on Wish 99.5 FM, featuring soul-lifting music, inspiring sermons, amazing and undiluted lifestyle teachings, hearts and levating prayers and lots more guest speakers pastor anya lebechi nunukwe and other anointed men of god tune to wish 99.5 fm at 5 p.m every sunday you can also join the program live on facebook twitter youtube at adventist church phc or on www.wishfm995.com.ng the steadfast love of the lord never sees great is his faithfulness hour of inspiration join us They're listening to us. Welcome to another edition of the Hour of Inspiration here on Wish 99.5. Patakot. My name is Ekpot Temple, and I'll be your host on the show today. It's a, a wonderful time when we think of what the Lord has done for us and all His mercies and goodness in our life. It's something that uh, we're thanking Him for. Don't you think so? Check your time now. It's three minutes past the hour five, and it's time to take you the only menu we have. The head tip will have wonderful music. Special time when we shall discuss intimately. And I'm sure the discussion these days uh, uh, is such an interesting one because uh, it takes you to what you need to know. Teachings that will elevate your lifestyle. Teachings that will help you as a Christian. Teachings that will make you have a closer contact with our God. Teachings that will make you feel, make you know that God is speaking and god has been using his man servant this month preciously to deliver words of assurance to us words that can remind us of his promises words that if we abide and follow and adhere to things will change for good in our lives and i'm sure you've been enjoying every bit of this wonderful program from January to this day it's been a wonderful one and God's blessing has been eminent in the life of those that have been listening for those of you listening I must say thank you thank you and God bless you the month ends today and <laughs> we'll start counting God's blessing in our life one by one but before then let's enjoy this episode because it has a lot for you a lot has been prepared just just to bring God closer, closer to your doorstep. Don't forget that the program, the Hour of Inspiration, is sponsored by the Patakot Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And it features uh, soul-lifting music, inspiring words, amazing and undiluted lifestyle teachings like the one you're going to hear today from our minister, Pastor Solomon O'Connell. Mm-hmm. 
truth, the life, the victory. As the King of Kings was questioned by Pilate long ago, he declared his kingdom different, not of this world. A kingdom for the side of truth, like none has ever been. Pilate asked, What is truth? He was standing right in front of him. Truth was standing right in front of him. As plain as anything could ever be. Truth was standing right in front of him. He was standing there for all the world to see. The way, the truth, the life, the victory. Stephen, first beloved martyr, gave up his life for him. Being stoned by angry people filled with revenge Where was God when all this happened? Stephen looked into the sky He was never alone God was standing right in front of him Truth was standing right in front of him as plain as anything could ever be Truth was standing right in front of him Revealed to him for comfort and to see He was standing there for his delivery For truth continues until this very day But the source that we should see is not of this world The truth that is revealed by God, the Spirit's made it clear If you ask what is true, He is standing right in front of you Truth is standing right in front of you As plain as anything could ever be Truth is standing right in front of you Standing there for all eternity the truth, the life, the victory He is standing right in front of you Showing love for open eyes to see Jesus is standing right in front of you Standing there for He 
truth is standing in front of you. The truth, the truth is standing in front of you. And the truth is that we have just one God, one God that created the heavens and the earth, one God that breathed into us and that we are still alive today. One God that uh, promises and never fails. One God that forgives sin and forgives entirely. One God that sent his son for the remission of our sin and brings grace to humankind. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to present you with the truth. The truth that might be hidden, but the truth is the truth. We want to bring to you today on the ministration side of the hour of inspiration. Last week, Pastor Solomon Okono, he is the associate director in charge of evangelism and global mission, as well as the coordinator for Pentecost 2023 in the 7th Adventist Church Patakat Conference. And so today, we shall be answering this question. What day is truly the day of worship? Which day do you think that God has provided for mankind to worship him? I'm sure this will puzzle you so hard, so hard, and it needs to be answered truly. Because we want to look at the truth, we shall look at what day that God has provided for mankind to worship Him. What day was instituted in the scripture for worship? And Pastor Solomon O'Connor will be answering that question. Is the day Saturday or Sunday? My God does this is Pastor Solomon Odiebuchi Okono with you again on Hour of Inspiration. Last week, I presented to you one of the most urgent and compelling messages of the entire Bible. That message was a clear and call for your allegiance for God and for you to worship Jehovah as a sovereign God and creator of all things. We saw in that lesson that the reason for us to worship God is that He is worthy of our worship. The host of angels worship Him daily, saying, Holy, holy, holy is God Almighty. The 24 elders bow before him daily in worship. Exodus 28-11 to answered the question of how to worship him. The Bible says expressly that we should worship God on the seventh day, which the Bible calls the Sabbath of the Lord. God instituted the Sabbath in Genesis 2 verses 2-3 to by resting on it and then by sanctifying it. In Exodus 20 verse 8, the Bible enjoined us to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. We saw also in Leviticus 23 verse 3 that keeping the Sabbath holy includes worship. I showed you from Matthew chapter 5 verse 17 in that very lesson that Jesus never abolished the Sabbath but that it was his custom to worship every Sabbath. Luke chapter 4, 16 and 17 tells us that. I also showed you from Acts 17, 1-4 and Acts 18, 1-3 that it was also the custom of the apostles of Jesus to worship on the Sabbath. We saw from archaeology, history, science and the Bible that Saturday is the Sabbath, the seventh day of the week and not Sunday which we established in that lesson to be the first day of the week. I concluded that lesson by reminding you According to James chapter 2 verse 10, that if you keep the whole commandments and yet offend in one, you are guilty of all. Today, we shall be answering the question, if Saturday is a Sabbath day, why are there more people worshipping on Sunday than there are who worship on Saturday? Let us pray. Almighty Father, we are set again to study your word. 
Please, Father, open the minds and eyes of your children to hear and see only the things you want them to hear and to see, that lives may be affected positively at the end of our studies today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible is full of situations that show that whenever God does a thing or puts a system in place, the devil always provides a counterfeit to challenge that system. In Exodus chapter 7 verse 11 and verse 22 and chapter 8 verse 7, Pharaoh's wise men, sorcerers and magicians produced a counterfeit of the miracle which God through Aaron and Moses performed. When God revealed the future of the world through the image of Daniel 2, the Bukadnezar's response, inspired by the devil, was to build a counterfeit image. There's also a counterfeit day of worship, which is a symbol of man's continual rebellion against God. Many have replaced the pure gospel of Christ with the devil's counterfeits. This is why the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 9, Do not be carried away by varied and strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace. And in Galatians 1 verses 6 and 7, Paul laments, I am amazed that you are quickly deserting him who called you by grace and following another gospel, which is meant to distort the gospel of Christ. Genesis 2 and 8 record the great flood of Noah's day. In these chapters, we see how at the height of the iniquity of that Noah's world, God decided to cleanse the world with water. A careful study of Genesis 24 shows that about a century after the flood, the descendants of Noah decided to rebel against God. We see in Genesis chapter 11 that instead of returning to God in obedience, they plotted to escape the wrath of God. They decided to build a tower that will be for their safety should God again choose to destroy the earth with flood. Secular history reveals that Nimrod, the great-grandson of Noah, was the leader of that rebellion. He spearheaded the building of the Tower of Babel. Noah begot Shem, Ham and Japheth. We read in Genesis chapter 10 verse 1 that Ham, one of the sons of Noah, begot Cush. In Genesis chapter 10 verse 6 that Cush begot Nimrod. In Genesis chapter 10, 8 to 10 tells us that Nimrod was a mighty man, a mighty hunter and a founder of cities. Ancient mythology hints that Nimrod was also an evil man. Nimrod married his mother Semiramix and they had a son called Tammuz, who according to mites was loved by many. Tammuz was supposed to have been born on December 25th. When Nimrod died, Semiramis convinced the people of Babylon that Nimrod had ascended to the sun to wage war against the dragon stationed in the abyss which could destroy the Babylonians and that he rose from the east every morning and descended in the west every evening in order to protect Babylon. Nimrod thus became the sun god. Sunday, the first day of the week, was then dedicated to the worship of this sun god. Tammuz was later killed by a bear and according to Semiramis, he ascended to the stars. Within the first three centuries after the flood, sun worship had become fully established. Gradually, sun worship spread to the nations around. Even Terah, Abraham's father, worshipped idols. Joshua 24 verse 2 And Joshua said to the people, Thus said the Lord God of Israel, Your fathers 
dwelt on the other side of the flood in old time. Even Terah, the father of Abraham and the father of Nako, and they served other gods. Israel also embraced idol worship. Judges 2 verse 13. And they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Asherah. Once every year, young ladies were meant to torment themselves in honor of Tammuz. We read in Ezekiel chapter 8 verses 14 to 16. Then he brought me to the door of a gate of the Lord's house, which was towards the north. And behold, there sat women weeping for Tammuz. And he brought me into the inner court of the Lord's house. And behold, at the door of the temple of the Lord, between the porch and the altar, were about five and twenty men with their backs turned towards the temple of the Lord and their faces towards the east, and they worshipped the sun towards the east. When General Titus conquered Jerusalem in AD 70, the headquarters of the church moved to Antioch in Syria and later to Rome. Faithful Christians, however, continued to keep Saturday as the Holy Sabbath of the Lord. Then in about AD 312, one of the most spectacular events in history took place. Emperor Constantine, Flavius Valerius Constantinus, as he was originally named, became converted to Christianity. Emperor Constantine, who was not fully converted, in order to consolidate his reign and in sympathy with his hidden subjects, who celebrated many of the pagan festivals on the first day of the week and who worshipped the sun god on that day, changed God's Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday. Since many of his followers were already worshipping the sun god on Sunday, the day dedicated to the worship of the sun god, Emperor Constantine issued the popular edict of Constantine on the 7th of March, AD 321. On the venerable day of the sun, let the magistrates and the people residing in cities rest, and let all workshops be closed. In the country, however, persons engaged in agricultural work may freely and lawfully continue their pursuits, because it often happens that another day is not suitable for grain growing or for vine planting, lest by neglecting the proper moment for such operations, the bounty of heaven should be lost. During the Council of Laodicea, AD 363 to 364, the church in rebellion completed the change of God's day of worship and converted its solemnity from Saturday, the seventh day of the week, the Sabbath of the Lord, to Sunday, the first day of the week. This marked a strong will by the church to break God's law. Paul, before he died, foresaw this rebellion and warned the church of this coming change. So he wrote in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there be a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who exalted himself above all that is called God. This truth is known to many, but God demands that our allegiance to him must go beyond knowing to doing and to standing by the truth we know, even if our lives are threatened. The Bible does not authorize the sanctification of Sunday as a Sabbath or as a worship day. Sunday worship is born out of rebellion and comes straight from paganism. This truth is not hidden. Today, the church has owned up this act of rebellion and has assigned some unbiblical reasons to the shift, such as commemorating the resurrection of Jesus. But the problem is that 
we do not find any sentence in the bible supporting this act of rebellion to prove that this truth is not hidden and that the church has owned up the rebellious act we read in the catechism of the council of trent page 402 second revised edition written in 1927 which was first published in 1566 the church of god has thought it well to transfer the celebration and observance of the sabbath to sunday sadly to this assertion there's nothing in the bible that supports it cardinal james gibbons in his book the fate of our fathers page 108 published by ayas in 1978 writes but you may read the bible from genesis to revelation and you will not find a single line authorizing the sanctification of sunday the scripture enforces the religious observance of saturday a day which we never sanctify chancellor albert smith writing for cardinal of baltimore in a later dated february 10 1920 argues that by keeping sunday christians are following a man-made law he has this to say if protestants would follow the bible they should worship god on the sabbath day which by god is saturday and from the lutheran church we read from a statement titled lost day sunday worship is founded not on any command of god but on the authority of the church this is why tn wright cssr in a lecture at hartford kansas february 18 1884 put forth this challenge i have repeatedly offered one thousand dollars to anyone who can prove to me from the bible alone that i am bound to keep holy sunday there is no such law in the bible it is a law of the church the bible says remember the sabbath day to keep it holy the church says no by my divine power i abolish the sabbath day and command you to keep holy the first day of the week and lo, the entire civilized world bows down in reverent obedience to this command from the anglican stoke episcopal church we read from isaac williams plain sermons on the catechism volume 1 pages 334 and 336 and where are we told in the scriptures that we are to keep the first day at all we are commanded to keep the seventh but we are nowhere commanded to keep the first day the reason why we keep the first day of the week holy instead of the seventh is for the same reason that we observe many other things not because the bible says it but because the church has enjoined it god did not change his laws and he will not in rebellion man did the Bible tells us in Malachi chapter 3 verse 6, God does not change. His laws do not change. They stand fast forever. And in Psalms 89 verse 34, God says, My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing which is gone out of my lips. And whatever God doeth or saith shall stand forever. Nothing shall be put to it, and nothing shall be taken from it. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 14. God is pleading with you this moment. He is saying, my son, if you love me, then keep my commandments. John 14, 15. He is saying, my daughter, you are my friend if you do whatever I command. John 15, verse 14. Remember that James 2, 10 says, For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one is guilty of all. You may never have heard this truth before. Maybe you feel guilty right now. Maybe you feel you may never be forgiven. There's good news for you, my friend. 
God overlooks in times of ignorance. Acts 17 verse 30, at a time of ignorance, God overlooked, but now he commands you to repent. Hebrews 3 verse 15, today you have heard his voice. Do not harden your hearts as does the rebellious. God has graciously brought this message to you because he loves you. Today you have heard his word. Please harden not your heart. Confess your sins. Resolve henceforth to be obedient to God's word, to keep the Sabbath, to follow God and not man. And he is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, thank you for your word that has been spoken. Let this in the lives of your children and let it produce obedient lives to your glory. I pray that you will bless these your children for their time and commitment. I pray that you will bless their dreams and their futures. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. It's Saturday or Sunday, the true day of worship. Next week, we'll continue on this episode. My name is Ekpo Temple. A pleasure to bring you the hour of inspiration. Let's do this again next week, Sunday, 5 to 6. We'll take your calls in and we'll hear more contributions from you. Stay locked on Wish 99.5 for Tarkot.